sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, greetings in Jesus' name to everyone here. May grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to each one. Well, it's a great day to be in the house of God. I'd like for you to turn with me uh, for our opening text, uh, again to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in verse 15, we have a word that will be the title of my message this morning. So in verse 15 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we have these words, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Now this week is the um, holiday called Thanksgiving. And we... Enjoy Thanksgiving because, well, a number of reasons. It reminds us to be grateful and usually have some good food, have some turkey and some dressing and some good mashed potatoes and whatever, you know, a nice feast. Because after all, that's what the pilgrims did, right? And so... We are reminded to give thanks to God for these blessings. But as you know, in the scriptures, thanksgiving is a commandment. It's not just an event or a holiday. Though I think the holiday is good as far as it goes. I certainly wouldn't uh, despise it or try to minimize it because it is good. To be reminded. And if I understand the, the context and the, uh, without going too deep into the history there, I think the intent 
of that first thanksgiving was primarily to give recognition to the God of heaven for his providence. And that really gets more to the heart of what thanksgiving ought to be. Uh, Thanksgiving, as we will see in the scripture, talks about recognition of God. And so we're going to look at a handful of scriptures here that give us commandment and instruction on thanksgiving. But this one, which I did not have originally here, but when Brother Brendan spoke about it or read through this, it, uh, out of the number of places where we actually find this word thanksgiving or thanks, this one kind of struck me as being a bit of the heart of what thanksgiving ought to be. Let me read it again. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And I believe we'll come back to it, but I don't, is this, oh yes, this bouquet. Is it okay if I pull it out? Wow, it's too pretty to be hiding back there. (laughs) But if I could use it, uh, capitalize on the illustration a bit here. There's something attractive about this. And if we really understand, even the... um, The example that Brendan gave about how each part uh, responds to the sun. And we look at this and we even look at our our memory. We've been working there where it talks about the lilies of the field. Um, You know, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. There's a particular beauty about this. Now this might be a little distraction here. Maybe I'll just set it back here. I think it'll be safe for you to enjoy the beauty of that bouquet. Maybe you can't all see it, but it's uh, it's very pretty. And if we think about us as individuals being somewhere in that bouquet as a leaf or part of a flower, whatever, reflecting the glory of God, there is a beauty. And that's what thanksgiving is an element of that beauty that should redound to the glory of God. Now let's look at several passages where we have these instructions. In Ephesians, let's start with Ephesians chapter 5. And verses 19 and 20.
It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is an element that is very familiar to us in that we do sing. We think of singing as giving praise to God and of even including thanksgiving. And that is true. That is one way that we can give thanks to God is by opening our mouth and singing. Many of the songs give praise to God, speak of his blessings, speak of his mercy, and we are giving expression in our heart to that uh, feeling of gratitude. Okay, and then he says, after they're singing and making melody, he says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here the emphasis is shifted directly to God. The emphasis, when we give thanks, should be a recognition of what God has done for us and should make people think about God. Okay? Let's look at the next passage, which is basically parallel in Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Paul writing to the Colossians is stating uh, very similar thoughts to what he wrote to the Ephesians where he says here in chapter 3 verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Okay, now let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, we could ask ourselves the question, I think it would be good and right for us to ask ourselves, am I known or recognized as a thankful person? Now, it's not necessarily in the sense of you standing out from the crowd, because all of us should be thankful. But you know, if you think of the whole range of people you know, there are some people who 
always complain. Which is the opposite of being grateful and thankful. They just, it, it, nothing ever goes right. It's a bad day every day. Things just don't, you know, and you, you've, you end up being a little bit depressed because they, they're always full of trouble and grief and nothing suits and nothing went well and it's just, yeah, you, you get the idea. But how about you? Which, which side of the spectrum do you tend toward? Do you, are you one that's given to complaining and, and, or are you thankful? And gratitude is something that is cultivated. A person that is filled with gratitude is, it's not just happenstance. It's not, because it's not really natural to us. We tend, in our humanity and in our carnality, we tend toward the complaining side. Things don't go well. We, we just, uh, we, we complain. But gratitude needs to be cultivated. And If we think of gratitude, we might say, well, I am grateful for all the good things that I have, even things I don't, you know, don't necessarily take thought of every day, but, but I am grateful. Well, if you are, how will people know? Or how will God know? Are you grateful if you never open your mouth and say so? <laughs> you know, there, there is a... There is a certain truth there that if you don't open your mouth and actually say so, maybe that gratitude doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, we like to think in our mind, oh, well, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for all the good things. But if you don't open your mouth and say so, does it really exist? to think about. Now let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13. And verse 15. Here it tells us, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of Praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. And there you have it actually stated that it should be the fruit of our lips, uh, our words. There should be words that accompany the gratitude that we would think is there in our hearts. There should be an expression of it. And that's where the cultivation comes in. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. And, and you know, a sacrifice is something you bring as an offering, you give. Uh, sacrifice might be twofold in the sense that sacrifice is a giving up or a uh, surrender of something, a... a um, 
we talk about um, sacrificing for the sake of others, you, you put down your own desires, you set them aside in preference of someone else's need or, or a benefit. And here, this sacrifice is we would bring something, we give, or we, we even inconvenience ourselves for the benefit of someone else. The sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now let's look at the, the larger context here in this passage, verse 12. It says, Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate. Let us go therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, this is by Christ, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the context here is looking at Jesus and the example that he gave of offering himself for us and for our sins, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate or outside, outside the city. That's what that means, without the gate. He, was, he went outside the city and there was a well, there was a uh, a reason for that, or a, an Old Testament principle there in their instructions on how to sacrifice and so on, which we won't go into particularly. But the writer here tells us. Then he says, "Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp." And the sense there is to identify with him. When we identify with him, we go without the camp, bearing his reproach. So that links us together with Christ. And there's many times in the scripture that our Christian life is is pictured in that way. Where we are crucified with him. We are buried with him by baptism into death. Uh, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. There is that togetherness, that identifying. And here we go to him without the camp, bearing his reproach. And then he says here, For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Now that's an interesting connection here in this in this context. I'm not sure that I will even go into that particularly, but it did make me stop and ponder. What is the what is the connection here? As he goes into the next verse then talking about therefore because we have here no continuing city we're seeking one to come. Therefore, 
Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now what I see here in this matter of giving thanks or thanksgiving is that when we are giving thanks to God, it's giving recognition and even a sense of identifying with Christ when we give praise and thanksgiving to him. This thanksgiving is an expression of our recognizing that God has done this for us. He has given us this. If we go back to the reason for the holiday and the, and the history there, where the people had come through great distress of, of their physical um, existence, people being sick, people dying, lack of food, lack of shelter, and then coming through a year of prosperity where things were better and they had received of the Almighty blessings for sustenance and for for their enjoyment, uh, maybe not so much enjoyment as just survival. We think of it as enjoyment today. Back then it was more a matter of survival. So this matter of thanksgiving, as we're looking at it here, is not just what we might say on the, on the surface or a casual Thank you. Now let me speak about that for a minute because that is good. I don't want to minimize that. It is, should be part of our, um, well, I guess I'm going to say part of our nature, but it's the new nature, not, <laughs> not the old one. It should come readily from our lips to thank people for what they've done for us and to give expression of gratitude for the blessings we have. Someone does something for us, opens the door for us, gives us a gift, helps us with a job. Thank you. Thank you. That should be, that, that's one element of thanksgiving. But in these passages, when it's talking about thanks to God, it's, there's a bit of the unseen being brought into play here. Because the unseen is what actually has given us all these blessings. And so we give recognition to God. We uh, bring the unseen into the picture, if you will, by acknowledging that these things have come from God. And we say, thank you, Lord. It's part of saying grace at a meal. When we sit down at the table. And we do that so regularly, I hope, that it just becomes a habit. Well, that's very good. There is a danger, of course, that the habit begins to lose some of its, uh, uh, you know, its forefront in your mind kind of thing. But, but that's simply something to work on rather than minimize the matter of praying. We should pray and give thanks at every meal. 
And when we do so, we're giving recognition to the Almighty, to the one who has given us all these things. And we touch the unseen or bring the unseen into our present experience when we give thanks. Now I'd like to look at several other passages that talk about or, or lend themselves to this cultivating of gratitude. Uh, if you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter three, verses six and seven. Now this passage more directly speaks about humility, but it brings out a principle that is very closely aligned with gratitude. So 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and these things, no, I'm sorry, we're, I'm sorry, I think I gave the wrong reference, it's chapter 4. Yes, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? Now this very directly would speak of humility and you know a humble attitude as we think about each other. But it also will lead a powerful effect on our gratitude. If we recognize that everything we have, we have received. It's been given to us. And if we can just think about that, our um I mean, you can you fill in the blank. I mean, how is there anything you have that you haven't received? Well, he's telling us that no, there isn't. Your good looks or your lack thereof. I mean, what, canst thou make one hair white or black? I mean, what do you have that you didn't receive? You should not be puffed up. Uh, you may have accumulated a lot of goods of this world. Well, is that really yours, or was it given to you? Oh, you might say, well, I earned it. Well, now, maybe. <laughs> who gave you the ability to earn money? Who, who gave you the strength to work? Um, you know, who... Who decided that you should have a healthy body and, and not be an invalid that was unable to work? 
I mean, didn't we receive? Weren't we given all of this as a gift? And many times we kind of lose, lose sight of that. We, we think of our abilities and the things we've developed and we have cultivated things and we have, you know, we've worked at this and we're, we're finally getting here. Well, that's, uh, that's all fine and good, but it was really God that gives you what you have. And so why should you glory as if you didn't receive it? Well, gratitude comes right in there along with this humility. Gratitude says, thank you, Lord, for what I have. Let's look at another passage in Romans chapter 1. And verse 20, Romans 1.20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, back to this bouquet here. Think of that as you read this verse. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. So we look at what was made here, and the invisible things are now, can be clearly seen. I mean, we can, we have 